Scandal has once again rocked the world of competitive chess as one of its biggest up-and-coming talents has not only been accused of cheating, but doing so in probably the coolest, funniest way possible. Of course, the man involved is denying the accusations that his meteoric rise to the ranks of competitive chess is somehow the result of nefarious tactics, but that hasn't stopped the controversy from dominating the chess world and bringing one of its biggest events to a screeching halt as players and officials alike are forced to ponder whether or not American Grandmaster Hans Niemann had remote control anal beads shoved up his ass which were sending him targeted prostate vibrations based on whether or not he was making the right moves on a chessboard. Wow. This is uh, that's a lot more elaborate than just banging on a trash can. Yeah. that's uh, The Astros were doing it wrong. They should have been installing uh, anal beads in all of the players on the field. <laughs> all these Astros players look really uncomfortable. Or really pleasure. <laughs> Center field's going nuts. He's just on the ground tussling around. So we're not exactly the most up-to-date when it comes to the intricate details of current competitive chess events and the drama that may or may not take place there. But it's hard to avoid the biggest names in sports, even if you're not an everyday follower of that sport. And one of the most prominent names in the world of chess in recent years has been Magnus Carlsen, who was a child prodigy who earned the title of Grandmaster at age 13. Now, at age 31, he has been ranked number one for over a decade and has numerous world titles under his belt, which includes winning the title of world chess champion five times. So, when a younger player joins the big leagues, starts immediately dominating the world of chess, and eventually takes down Magnus Carlsen, well, that's going to turn some heads. It's going to raise a few eyebrows. And it might even pucker a few buttholes. Yes. <laughs> Which buttholes? Well, that's the question. That remains to be seen. Now, the player in question is, a, of course, Hans Nyman, a 19-year-old prodigy in his own right from California who has been playing and competing in chess tournaments since he was around 10 years old. He's also rapidly worked his way through the ranks to be able to compete in events all over the world, including this year's Sinkfield Cup, which is part of the larger international Grand Chess Tour. Now, also, it should be pointed out that Nyman is also a Twitch streamer who streams online matches using the site chess.com. That'll come up uh, in a second. But anyways, this kid, he's good. I mean, he's really, really good. So good, in fact, that at this year's Sinkfield Cup, which has been taking place over the past few days, Neiman did the unthinkable and ended Magnus Carlsen's 53-game winning streak, beating him in the third round of the event. Then, <laughs> rubbing salt in the wounds by saying in a post-match interview, it must be embarrassing for the world champion to lose to me. I feel bad for him. Easy clap. The easy clap is implied because of the Twitch stream. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so whether it was his uncouth taunting or the shock that Magnus had been beaten by a Twitch streamer, accusations of cheating quickly made their way around the event and online. Officials and security at the event coordinated some kind of precautionary messages before the next round, and according to one outlet, delayed the match by 15 minutes as they stepped up their attempts to ensure that no one was cheating by smuggling in any equipment. Mm -hmm. uh, Neiman was reportedly scanned for 90 seconds on his way to play. Uh, shortly after that, Magnus Carlsen withdrew from the tournament, confirming the decision on his official Twitter account alongside a video of European soccer coach Jose Mourinho saying during a press conference, if I speak, I am in big trouble and I don't want to be in big trouble. <laughs> so uh, not exactly playing things down. No. Uh, just, you know, uh, adding more fuel to the fire. Sore loser, this guy. So, <laughs> or something else. So the flames were fanned further by a tweet from the Director General of the International Chess Federation, which stated, 
No matter how his tournaments went, Magnus Carlsen never quit. He must have had a compelling reason, or at least he believes he has it. Don't call him sore loser or disrespectful. I shall not speculate on the reasons of his withdrawal, but probably would expect TD to air them. Uh, yeah, so firing back immediately, you do not call this man a sore loser. I just did. Uh, so, well, you're going to be on the radar of He's the just uh, International Chess Federation. He's just embarrassed he lost to a Twitch streamer. Yeah, I think so too. But like much like you that can, is embarrassing. You can request like a docket of uh, the FBI's records on any person, yeah. like just to check. Like you, if you submitted a claim to the Fe uh, the Chess Federation now, they'd be like, "Oh, Elliot, yes, that guy that called out Magnus Carlsen." We've got him in our files listed as a hater. <laughs> yeah, He's a big hater. Uh, so, anyways, uh, yes, when you have like this guy being like something else is going on, mm -hmm. and also Magnus Carlsen being like something is going on. It's going to send the chess world mad. Yeah, they're uh, piping, steaming mad. Yeah, so they're obviously in a frenzy, and uh, they the, the, the chess world has been rocked in what Vice describes as, quote, a firestorm of gossip since the loss, with many observers tracking the allegations and counter-allegations in minute-by-minute -minute detail. And their reporting also indicated that direct accusations of cheating in the chess world are rare and often hard to prove. But there was a recent proof of concept that involved <laughs> using vibration-based buttons in a player's shoes to communicate with a Raspberry Pi Zero running the open-source Stockfish chess engine hidden somewhere in the player's clothing. In a write-up of that proof of concept, the device's designer wrote that, quote, I was planning to recruit a plausibly good chess player to use the shoes to win the world championship and that he was planning on creating an updated version of the cheating device. Quote, this proof of concept only needed to fool my mates in a pub for the duration of two games. To win the world championships, we're going to have to get much more serious. That post has gone viral on Hacker News, though there is no evidence that this device or any other was used by Nyman. Uh, so even so... <laughs> having a device hidden on you would be a gigantic risk, especially if there were accusations of cheating. So mm -hmm. you'd have to be sneakier than that. Uh, you know, if the whole thing's going to fall apart, if they just take your shoe off, well... That would be too easy. Yeah, so, uh, you know, where could you hide something small, something that vibrates, while still allowing for the highest level of secrecy? You're thinking it, we're thinking it. Apparently, the entire chess world's thinking it. Yes, the accusations went viral, and that was that Hans Niemann had potentially shoved wireless vibrating anal beads up his ass in order to pass security checks and take down the number one chess player in the world. Uh, this theory was first given a platform by another Twitch streamer named Chess Bra during their, <laughs> during their coverage of the event. That's probably a good one, right? An anal bead probably would beat the thing. I, I'm serious. If the engine, I, it would probably... <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Like, think about it. I, I don't know. I told you it was a prostate missile. I, 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 but I'm not an expert at that stuff. But it really caught fire when someone very specific promoted it to his massive follower base. And who is both famous and notorious for perpetuating unsubstantiated rumors as a goof. Who could that be? Elon Musk, <laughs> who tweeted, uh, then for some reason deleted, an altered quote that read, Talent hits a target no one else can hit. Genius hits a target no one can see because it's in your butt. <laughs> in reference to a clip that made the initial claims of cheating via anal beads. Yeah, he uh, he wanted to have his two cents in this international scandal. Uh, but then, for some reason, out of all of the things that Elon Musk has left up through the years, he deleted this I one. I should probably shut the fuck up. Because Elon Musk knows that you do not fuck with the Chess Federation, yeah. Elliot. Chess is no laughing matter. You are on a hit list now, sir. 
You are going. They're going to knock your king over. Yeah. Do not serve this man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, with the claim originator tweeting out that he is quote the flattered owner of the anal bead theory that made its way all the way to Elon. Yeah, that's what the chess bra said. He was like proud that Elon had taken on this charge as well. Okay. But what if the allegations were true? All right, maybe he didn't shove something up his ass to cheat, or maybe he did. But either way, what if Neiman cheated? Well, apparently his past might come back to haunt him because amidst the drama surrounding these latest accusations, Neiman admitted that he has cheated, but only during online matches through chess.com and in the past. Uh, he's now actually, because of these uh, admissions and chess.com doing their own research, a little do your own research mm. here, um, Neiman has been banned from the platform. From a separate article on Vice, during an interview with St. Louis Chess Club, Neiman revealed that Chess.com had taken action to remove access to his account and banned him from playing in the Chess.com Global Championship over the accusations. Neiman claimed that all the backlash and unearthing of past dirt were motivated by self-interest and a sort of mob mentality. I believe this is completely unfair, he said. This is a targeted attack. And if you look at my games, this is not... It has nothing to do with my games. So why does the CEO of Chess.com come to me and say, we're looking forward to having you at the Global Chess Championship. We're looking forward to you playing in our events. And then right when I beat Magnus, they decide to remove my account and not let me play in the tournaments. Is it suspicious timing? Or does that man have something in his asshole? The reporting continues. Neiman admitted to cheating on Chess.com in the past, but claimed that the two times he did were involving trivial, non-over-the-board games, and that he was only a child, as he was 12 and 16 when it happened. Quote, I just wanted to get higher rated so I could play stronger players, so I cheated in random games on Chess.com, he said. Now, I was confronted, I confessed, and this is the single biggest mistake of my life, and I'm completely ashamed, and I'm telling the world because I do not want any misrepresentation, and I do not want rumors. I have never cheated in an over-the-board game. Chess.com released its own statement Thursday countering his claims, which said, At this time, we have reached out to Hans Neiman to explain our decision to privately remove him from Chess.com and our events. We have shared detailed evidence with him concerning our decision, including information that contradicts his statements regarding the amount and seriousness of his cheating on Chess.com. This is a scandal that is so massive in scale, so broad in its reach, that it shakes me to my core. Yeah. Are other sports at risk of having cheaters play in them? Well, I guess we'll never know. It was sick. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the community seems to be torn, with some saying that he won fair and square based on a horrible start to the match from Magnus. Everyone's like, wow, why would he do such a stupid move? Mm. Clearly, Neiman just took advantage of this. But as for Neiman himself, he claims that the chess.com stuff is obviously just overblown. It's being used to mischaracterize him. And that he... He is more than happy to play completely naked in these tournaments if that pleases the judges and allows him to continue his illustrious career. There's a problem career. there because even even naked, if the if if the device is is fully uh, implanted, you wouldn't. He'd have to you know he'd have to spread them it, for the camera. Well, and for I the judges, think, for the judges. And I don't think most people want to see that. Yeah. Yes, uh, but it, you would have it would have something would have to be hanging out to make it retrievable. <sighs> Let's go. He's, yeah. He's clean. <laughs> exactly. It, it's like how uh, since last year, uh, umpires have had to physically check pitchers for sticky stuff to make sure they're not using it as an yeah. advantage. Uh, they're going to have to check every chess player's asshole going forward. Because once the accusation is made, it's not, it's not going away. It's not going away.
Um, but we're going to be honest. We didn't think such a titillating chess scandal was even possible, yet here we are. Sadly, that is not the only scandal rocking the wide world of sports, because over on the strictly digital esports side of things, uh, the Warner Brothers Super Smash-esque game Multiverses has already been forced to ban a powerful special move from their game. Mm -hmm. A white woman can no longer finish other characters by calling the cops on them. Sad. Yeah. It's a move that unfortunately, yet predictably, produced a screenshot and of course a corresponding video of the game which showed Velma calling the cops on LeBron James. Uh, first, here's the clip from YouTuber Chaos Productions. You're in big trouble now! And here's the story and update from PC Gamer. The big brain of the Scooby gang won't call the police on opponents anymore. <laughs> She has been stopped. Velma's passive in multiverses enables her to generate evidence when she lands attacks that she can pick up during a fight. Once she's accumulated enough, she can call the police, who will come rolling in and arrest the opposing player. It's her ultimate ability, basically a splashy payoff that can guarantee a kill if an enemy team does nothing. As of yesterday, however, that's no longer the case. As described in the patch notes, instead of calling the police, Velma now solves the mystery and calls the Mystery Inc. gang and the Mystery Machine to take the bad guys away. No reason for the change was given, but it's fair to say that the image of Velma calling the cops on her opponents, under false pretenses no less, because she tells them it's actually Old Man Jenkins, is at the very least uncomfortable at a time when police abuses and criminality amidst almost complete impunity from consequences are coming under increasing public scrutiny. <laughs> Look, the image is unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's Velma, like... <laughs> that's a Karen. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know, I'm not sure why they didn't just do the mystery machine from the start, since it adds more like fun, nostalgic content to the game. It yeah, it's like there's the mystery sense. machine, yeah. yeah. Uh, in addition to not making Velma look like the, just the latest Karen to use the police as her personal security force by claiming those around her are committing crimes. Yes. Still, pretty incredible that it made it through. Uh, what we assume were multiple rounds of testing, <laughs> so... Oh, yeah. No, now that you mentioned it, pretty fucked up. Uh, but let's check in uh, on a member of the Internet Today rogues gallery really quick. Because Fire Festival founder Billy McFarlane has been... Well, he was released from jail a while back, but it was into like a halfway house yeah. scenario. But he has been officially released, just a normal everyday member of the public now. And he is already back to enjoying his New York City socialite status and is literally so close to announcing some sort of cryptocurrency or NFT project that you can almost taste it. He is right on the cusp. It is there. Just do it. <laughs> so the night he was officially released, around four years after being sentenced to six years in prison, McFarland threw himself a party alongside friends and even former employees. But now he has to focus on how he'll pay back the more than $25 million that he owes in restitution to his victims. And obviously the tech space is on his radar. Now here's the New York Times who interviewed McFarland after his release. Quote, I'd like to do something tech-based, McFarlane said. Mm -hmm. The good thing with tech is that people are so forward-thinking, and they're more apt at taking risk. He continued, adding, If I worked in finance, I think it would be harder to get back. Tech is more open, and the way I failed is totally wrong, but in a certain sense, failure is okay in entrepreneurship. You get knocked down, but I get up again. You know, Fire Festival, it was merely a stepping stone on yeah. my journey to uh, it was tech beta. greatness. It was a beta. Yeah. And we're out, we're out of beta now, baby. Don't worry. Out of prison and out of beta. Mm -hmm. uh, their reporting continues. They add that Mr. McFarlane mulled whether he would prefer to work for himself or someone else. 
quote, at the end of the day, I think I could probably create the most value by building some sort of tech product, he said. Whether that's within a company or by starting my own company, I'm open to both. I'll probably decide in the next couple of weeks which path to go do. He said he was not particularly interested in crypto, though he would make an exception for the latest frontier in blockchain technology, decentralized autonomous organizations, which he said were allowing people to come together online to affect real-world change in a way they previously couldn't, taking people to places they couldn't get to, and once they're there, enabling them to affect real-world change. I don't know what he's saying, but it sounds like he's going to fucking do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Yeah. We're do waiting. it, Billy. Come on. Come on. Do it. Say say the line. Say the line, Billy. In the meantime, though, it looks like maybe he'll focus on more philanthropic oh, sure. uh, goals. Yeah. <laughs> though, as the New York Times points out, despite starting a, a brand with great intentions while he was in prison, it was rendered useless just days after launching, but not before McFarland could take credit for a nationwide policy change. McFarland led a drive called Project 315, which raised money to cover the costs of calls between underprivileged inmates and their families. Four days after the project's Instagram launch, fees were waived nationwide. We did it, the Instagram account associated with Mr. McFarland's nonprofit organization said, claiming credit. In fact, the suspension of fees came after campaigning by Senator Amy Klobuchar and a group of other Democratic senators that had begun well before Mr. McFarland got the idea. We did it. Which, look... <laughs> End result is good. And who's to say it wasn't Billy McFarland's days-old initiative <laughs> and not something that lawmakers had been working on for a while? Yeah. I mean, same positive ending. So way to go, Billy. We did it. Yeah. Anyways. Really turning a new leaf. Uh, we do hope that he has learned his lessons and that he does, you know, maybe he uses his next steps to do something good for the world. Sure, yeah. But we also refuse to be shocked when he inevitably announces some sort of crypto project. Yeah, it's... Stop jerking us around, Billy. We know, we know what you're about to do. Yeah, stop so the edge. Do it, do it. <sighs> anyway, let's check in now on on the, those Brits, mm -hmm. those, those those poor poor Brits, and make sure that they're okay. Because it, obviously, it's been a very you know tough weekend for them. They're stiff upper lips, just quivering amidst the loss of their queen. Uh, the official national period of mourning has begun in the UK, which is like. It's like the opposite of the purge. You can only go outside if you're bringing flowers or marmalade to makeshift shrines to the queen, which are everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's okay. Look, a, a little extreme, but there are certain things that you just can't do during the period of mourning. Like apparently uh, buying pick and mix candy from certain kiosks, which are now closed in the queen's honor. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, though, British weather services have limited their productions to only provide daily forecasts and specific warnings. Sporting matches... Live events and concerts have been canceled, though the government points out that they are free to take place if the organizers so choose. But if they do, they know that if they do it, people are going to be like, well, that's a bit disrespectful, don't you think? That's a bit much, isn't it? She's only been dead for 48 hours. Uh, Nandos has come out and said, no cheeky banter for the next week. Cheeky banter is banned. <laughs> if we hear any lads crack a smile, and want any of our get out. <laughs> the Nando's is temporarily not cheeky. Back in the Bandmobile and away from this location. Uh, in addition to all of that, though, uh, London Fashion Week events have been postponed or canceled because who could think of fashion at a time at like a time this? like this? Uh, now the world's lost its greatest fashion icon. Yes, <laughs> uh, the railway strike has been uh, put on hold temporarily, which. Nice of them, I, I guess. I didn't know they were still going. Good for them. And you cannot, by the way, under any circumstances, park your bicycle 
at a government-operated bike rack for the entire length of the mourning period. You cannot attach your bike to a fucking bike rack. So, but most uh, shocking of all is that they came for gamers. They targeted gamers. Yeah, that's right. Due to the nation being in mourning, the Nintendo Direct livestream will not be shown in the UK and will only be accessible after the event airs live for all of us. Mm. Uh, the UK can only watch it in VOD. So they won't get the excitement, yeah. the edge of their seat feeling uh, when Nintendo announces a new title. Yeah. Uh, they'll have to find out later. Damn. Which is really sad. As a mark of respect during this period of national mourning, we will not live stream tomorrow's Nintendo Direct. It will be published as a video on demand on our YouTube channel at 1600 hours UK time tomorrow. And by the way, we, we were only joking about mourners leaving Marmalade. Uh, you're actually not allowed to do that anymore. Uh, it was reported that thousands upon thousands of Paddington dolls and Marmalade sandwiches have been left at various sites. And this obviously not great. Uh, it brings in birds. It brings yeah. in rodents. I, I do not understand why Paddington has played such a large role in this period of mourning. He's all they have left. He's the one beacon of hope. And also, I mean, uh, this is a country with like you cannot character assassinate uh, Paddington. I guess. Uh, look, Paddington is the one good thing, and the reason that they're tied so closely together. I can't remember. It wasn't for the Olympics. I think it was for the oh, Jubilee. Uh, she did. A, she yeah. did a thing with. She did a bit with uh, Paddington. Right. Uh, she did. She literally did like the Hillary Clinton. I keep hot sauce in my bag. Yeah. Uh, to sound cool. Yeah. She did the uh, Paddington. She keeps... Uh, Keep Paddington in my bag. Uh, no, she keeps a marmalade sandwich everywhere she goes. No, she doesn't. She doesn't actually do that. But that's why everyone... It was a bit. She's not actually friends with Paddington. He's not real. Between that cameo with Paddington and also the fact that Paddington is like the one good thing that they still have... Uh, yeah. This is why it's they're, happening. They're leaving marmalade sandwiches and like uh, silenced Walter PPK pistols for <laughs> James Bond. Yeah. And um, yeah. they're leaving um, telephone booths. Uh, yeah. Doctor Who booths. Yeah. Uh, so, all the things. Uh, yeah. All the all the British things that that we love. Um, you know, they're leaving those on the side of the road. You know what, who I would hate to be right now? The new director of Paddington, who is taking over after the first two. I yeah. can't remember who it is, but I know that the. Uh, Original Paddington director is not doing the next one, so I'd really hate to be whoever that is. Yeah, seems like a impossible task, because now aside from making a good Paddington movie, you have to bring the country together. You do. I mean, those movies are essentially uh, propaganda for the British <laughs> government, but you know they're just so fun. <laughs> yeah, they are great, and they they do the job. Films. <laughs> Look, when I finish watching when I'm finished watching Paddington two for the hundredth time, which at yeah. this point it might be. I actually own the, it's one of the only films that I've actually purchased <laughs> yeah. over the years. When I finished watching it, I go, there is, the UK has done nothing wrong. Yeah. It is a perfect place. We should give them the colonies back. Yeah. Look at what they could, what they could do with those colonies. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, random nations around the world don't like tea time. It's just such a cute country. You know, it's actually. Give them the colonies back. You know, it's actually funny that I watched this week of all the times to watch it is the, uh, uh, the Bollywood film RRR. I haven't been able to, uh, uh, you know, block out like four fucking hours to watch it, but uh, I hear it's very fun. It's incredible, but there's also a scene where like uh, the royal crown with the slogan, the sun will never set. I believe it's the sun will never set on the British Empire just gets blood blasted across it. Cool. I was like, this is a bit much. My upper lip is quivering. So disrespectful. They should remove that scene. 
if they haven't already. It's a fucking awesome movie. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Royal Parks officials have said, uh, they, they said, we would prefer visitors not to bring non-floral objects slash artifacts such as teddy bears or balloons. The advice was also shared with the BBC as presenter Sally Nugent told viewers, they are suggesting that there are enough Paddingtons and marmalade sandwiches in the parks at the moment. So please feel free to bring flowers, but maybe don't bring any more Paddingtons or marmalade sandwiches for now. <laughs> please. It's a this big is, problem. This is a special report from the BBC. It's just like the parks department just with bulldozing just mountains of uh, Paddingtons, burying it's, them in a pit. I can hear because I've, we've done work trips in the UK and I've, oh, I always fall asleep with the BBC on. I can literally hear like the TikTok, like the tick, 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 mm -hmm. tick, tick, breaking news. The BBC has banned local citizens from bringing more marmalade into our parks. Marmalade flying off the shelf. Yeah. Uh, in addition to those types of tributes, a Queen Elizabeth impersonator who's been on the job for over 30 years uh, has now retired in response to the Queen's death. Yeah. So uh, here's Newsweek. <laughs> Um, 89-year-old Mary Reynolds, who lives in Essex, was among the Britons glued to the television as Queen Elizabeth's health took a turn. For over three decades, she has represented the late monarch in film and television roles. She appeared in the 1990 comedy Bullseye alongside the late Sir Richard Moore and in an episode of Doctor Who's 25th anniversary series in 1988. Was she in The Naked Gun? Who's, um, who's that queen? That was maybe one of the American queens. Oh. Just doing a fun accent. I, so... I'm guessing, like, she's probably, you know, it's like twins, you know, they die within days of each other. Could be that, this yeah. This lady's probably going to die now. It's yeah. fucked up. But their reporting continues. When a Russian television company approached her for an impersonation after the Queen's death on Thursday, Reynolds said she had to decline. I said, the only way I would dress up as the Queen would be in a black dress, Reynolds told the PA news agency. In a coffin. Uh, geez. Uh, they Put her in a coffin. Whoop! <laughs> she's back. But uh, knowing uh, Russian... Uh, Pranksters. Yeah. There, there's been a uh, a history of trying to do nefarious things that end up being uh, pranks, and they could have been trying to prank people with a queen impersonator. I mean, um, they honestly, you know what I think about the monarchy, but like people clearly have a, an emotional connection to this specific queen. Yeah. So like, maybe just keep hiring a new uh, someone who looks a lot like her, like to just keep going. Like, so just there's. Only ever got the only monarch there will ever be again is Queen Elizabeth II, and yeah. uh, you know when Queen Elizabeth dies, they just hire one that's like twenty years younger, but still old enough. Uh, and uh, yeah, so then Britain always has a little old lady that is just sort of there and comes out uh, for Christmas and uh, has a lot of dogs, and, and then they can feel good about it. Murders potential dissenters. Yeah, kills daughters allegedly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you'd think that now would be the perfect time for this lady, but the lookalike said she was deeply saddened by the monarch's passing, uh, but she felt fortunate for a long career as her doppelganger. Quote, you do sort of realize that will be the end as far as I'm concerned. Out of respect, I don't think one should do anything. Hmm. And speaking of respect, ma'am, I mean this with all due respect, but there, if there's any time to cash in yeah. on acting as and looking like the queen, it's probably right after she's gone. Yeah, your main competition's been knocked out. This is a tremendous opportunity. But people mourn in different ways. So who are we to judge? Bees, on the other hand, well, we're not exactly sure if they can feel the loss of a human being, but if they could, now would be the time. Because according to the Daily Mail, the royal beekeeper has informed the queen's bees that the queen has died. Here's more from their reporting. 
The royal beekeeper, in an arcane tradition thought to date back centuries, has informed the hives kept in the grounds of Buckingham Palace and Clarence House of the Queen's death. This is not a real country. It's a fake fucking country. It's a fucking, Shut up! They are mourning! It's a made-up country. You don't know anyone who's ever done something a little weird when they're in mourning? Just let these people mourn, goddammit. And the bees have also been told in hushed tones that their new master is <laughs> Charles III. Shut up! No! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, uh, a, it's another technical uh, thing where the monarchy has gone in, takes everything that's worthwhile yeah. to this community, meaning their honey in this case. This British thing has really jumped the shark. This yeah. is getting ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the official palace beekeeper, John... <laughs> I thought it said Chappie. John, John Chapel, 79, told Mail Online how he traveled to Buckingham Palace and Clarence House on Friday following news of the Queen's death to carry out the superstitious ritual. He placed black ribbons tied into bows on the hives, home to tens of thousands of bees, before informing them that their mistress had died and that a new master would be in charge from now on. He then urged the bees to be good to their new master. Himself, once famed for talking to plants, what? The strange ritual is underpinned by an old superstition that not to tell them of a change of owner would lead to the bees not producing honey, leaving the hive or even dying. It's because you know, in a beehive, if the queen dies or whatever, like the bees yeah, don't know what to do. True. Yeah, they are very matriarchal. Do you think Queen Elizabeth had like those pheromones where now that she's gone, like the people around her, including her bees and corgis, will not know what to do? Yeah, she had an army of bees and she just get them. The, the entire UK swim. just wanders aimlessly for the next 40 yeah. years. Just like, well, what the fuck do we do? Yeah. Yeah. She had these Werther's originals that led everyone around like she was some kind of Pied Piper. Now they're gone. Well, I hope those bees adjust. You know, they've only ever known this queen. So it's uh, it's got to be tough. In the meantime, some fucking dude just screaming at Prince Andrew during the funeral procession. Just like, you filthy old man. Yeah, calling him a pedo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is. But <laughs> we're bringing back Allegedly. public executions here in the UK. And that guy's first. Yeah, no, they've, they've arrested, like, several people for yeah. uh, for not being sad enough. Yet Prince Andrew walks away unscathed. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Weird morals. Anyways, yeah, everything seems to be in order over there in the UK. We'll never mention it again. Yeah. We mentioned it two weeks ago, and look what happened. Yeah. I feel um, partly responsible. That's enough about the UK. Surely nothing else will I've happen. I've seen enough. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's it for today's episode. If you haven't seen it already, what? is going on with rich people giving horses as gifts. It's the original cryptocurrency. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very strange. Also, um, we have an episode of News Dump that was rudely interrupted by Her Majesty, but we also uh, go on to talk about Don't Worry Darling and all of that bullshit. So check out both of those episodes, subscribe to the channel, leave a like, leave a comment, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.